Welcome back to Have You Heard. I'm Amber and today I'm with Joey, our paid media director, and we're going to be talking about expanding into new markets. Good to be back. Thank you for having me on today, Amber. Um, so yeah, as Amber mentioned, we're going to be talking about uh, kind of translation, transcreation, localization. Um, I think as our agency has grown, naturally, we're working with kind of larger and more global clients. So we're having the opportunity to work on campaigns where we're, you know, we're really trying to push uh, global acquisition um, uh, across lots and lots of different territories. Um, cool. So I guess a good starting point is to talk about what is localization. Yeah, definitely. So I think um, the importance of localization and um, why we're doing it for kind of our global um, clients is we want to make people feel like they're being spoken to directly. So where we're kind of reaching out to people that speak different languages, they have different climates um, and they have different styles as well if we're talking about kind of e-commerce fashion clients. Um, so localization is basically the adaptation of our assets, um, our copy, landing pages, all kind of customized to the, the user that we're kind of speaking to. So we're ensuring that the the user that's kind of browsing on paid social is being hit with ads that's in their local language. Um, they're then going through to a localized web page, um, and we're kind of in line with their seasons, um, any kind of local activity that they've got going on. So. Um, we, we know that across kind of the Christmas period, some of our other um, European partners have uh, different kind of um, times of celebration and gifting. Um, so it's really important that we're kind of customizing that depending on their celebrations rather than just thinking always kind of UK first. For sure. I think, you know, you mentioned a lot of front end um, stuff there, you know, trying to get the consumer uh, onto the website to try and get them to convert. I mean, at the end of the day, the golden metric we're looking at here is is conversion rate, really. We want to get as many people on the site converting as possible. And it all comes down to making that user feel like they're shopping in the location mm -hmm. that they are, essentially. Um, and some of the additional things, um, you know, that that don't necessarily land on, you know, our desk in terms of trying to do that, but more so on the client side of things is, is also looking at distribution and kind of shipping and all that kind of things. Because if you're, um, you know, you get through to, a, you know, your shipping page and you're looking at your shipping rates, they're extortionately expensive and or, um, you know, the time for that product mm. to be shipped to you is quite long again, you're going to be looking at kind of a negative impact on your conversion rate there because these days people want things cheaply yeah. um, and as quickly as possible. Um, so all of those elements um, all need to be kind of taken um, into consideration when you're kind of looking at, you know, branching out globally um, and looking at opening in, in new markets. These are all definite things um, that need to be considered. I guess um, from a planning perspective one of the ways that we um would recommend or we would always look at kind of expanding out into different markets um is kind of looking at your kind of already um kind of organic user base that you've got coming onto your website like i said that conversion rate is such a core metric to be looking at and if you've got users coming onto the website that are naturally organically converting without kind of any big marketing effort behind it you can pretty much tell that there's going to be an opportunity for you to kind of expand out there mm -hmm. from a marketing perspective and i think naturally 
one of the things that we always work with on clients is kind of trying to analyze that data in terms of those conversion rights uh, rates on those different uh, in those different territories. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're looking at the US as well, whether there's any particular states that have got a higher conversion rate than others and um, that we can then really start tapping into and expanding into those different areas. Yeah, definitely. And I think with that, once you've kind of defined those markets where you've seen that natural kind of conversion rate, you know, there's opportunity. I think one of a a good step is also reaching out to the um, media platforms. Um, So obviously, as as different markets will often have different user bases on different kind of platforms, and they'll also have different kind of key metrics as well. So it's always good to get a industry benchmarks from your the media platforms. So for example, in some European markets, you can expect to see much, much cheaper CPMs and CPCs on some of the platforms. Um, and on other places like, for example, TikTok, some of the markets are much, much smaller. So it might make sense to actually focus your attention for a smaller market on, say, Meta and Pinterest. Um, and then in some of other markets where they've really kind of touched, tapped into TikTok, US being one of them, um, it's about kind of taking advantage of where those, those users are, basically. Definitely. Um, so I think we now kind of understand the, you know, the localization piece in terms of what we're trying to achieve. What would you say are some, kind of some of the best practices that we would put in place when we're working with clients to make sure that those users do feel like they're being targeted and marketed to in a, a localized way? Yeah, definitely. So I think one of the main things is obviously we all speak different languages across different markets. So I think that's the one of the most important things to address initially. Um, so we like to use transcreation rather than translation. Um, and that basically means that we are adapting the copy using local partners. So they adapt the copy to be more social friendly for that audience. So rather than using your Google Translate, um, which is very much a word by word translation that doesn't take into consideration um anything around how they would talk in that market um and also sometimes kind of messes up some of the like punctuation and kind of formatting of a sentence so it's really obvious for a native speaker when they are served an ad um and can be quite offensive it looks lazy on the on the part of the brand so we always try and kind of work with the best local partners um to provide the best possible transcreation and make sure that that copy suits the suits the user that we're talking to and also that goes back to the creative as well so often there is we're using UGC it's really important that you're using influencers or content creators from that market because they'll often have a different style they'll have a different way of speaking um, and the assets that you provide as well so any overlays any voiceovers make sure that the full kind of packages um, is all transcreated rather than kind of a mix of English and and the uh, native language yeah for sure I think it's that consistency piece because the last thing a user wants is to be marketed into two different languages at different points throughout Mm -hmm. their user journey Um, it feels very very disjointed I think again it comes back to that golden metric of conversion rate you want to get you know keep that and make that as high as possible and from all of the testing that we've done the best way to do that is keep that language consistent Mm -hmm. whether it's running all of your content in English um, rather than trying to do kind of like a bit of a half-hearted translation at some point Mm. at those different touch points um uh, or, you know, running it in fully localized, transcreated, you know, from start to finish, you know, right from initial ad creation through to website um, and to purchase an email um, yeah. after that as well. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's worth highlighting as well. So there, it's worth testing English versus 
local language as well. So um, with a lot of the European markets that we work with, um, there is a large major, uh, large proportion of that market that actually does search for things in English um, and does recognize English ads. So it's about finding the, what works for that market. It won't be kind of one size fits all. Um, it will need to be adapted per market. And I think the best way to do that is, is to test what works for them. For sure. Um, and I guess a second bit that kind of feeds into this as well is is looking at the product feed. You know, we work mm -hmm. with quite a few e-commerce clients and making sure that product feed is localized is also really, really important thing to do. Um, now, I know there's obviously lots of different ways that you can set up your website to be able to pull a product feed or make it easy for users to kind of see a localized price um, on the website. But I think one of the things that, that we always see, and I know Google specifically don't like um, any kind of tools that are available that dynamically change prices on websites. It makes um, kind of generating a product feed a lot more difficult. Um, and when you upload that product feed into Google, um, they have to do a, a crawl of the feed just to make sure everything's aligned between what's in your product feed and landing page. And there can often be mismatches when that, that is dynamically changing mm -hmm. based on where that crawl bot is, is essentially looking at both. Um, so one of the things that we always recommend is just making sure that you've all, you know, you have us like a subdomain essentially for each, each of your, uh, territories that you want to target, and then you can generate and assign that product feed to each territory. Um, we work with a tool um, internally as well, looking at um, feed management, um, which allows us to be able to kind of manipulate that data and kind of generate those feeds for different territories as well. Mm -hmm. The only thing it doesn't do is is translate um, unless your website is already translated. Um, so that's one of the things um, that's also really important to take um, to take into account. Yeah, definitely. I think one of our kind of key recommendations was to be to find a feed partner that works for you because there's lots of different ones out there um, and all do differ kind of in their offering um, and kind of depending on the size of your uh, brand, um, I think it's around finding something that really works for you. Cool. <laughs> Sounds like we've covered it all then. <laughs> well, all. Um, thank you everyone for watching or listening. Um, please make sure you give us a like, follow or subscribe and we'll speak to you soon. Take care.